So I Married an Alcoholic is sponsored by RealtorAndABaby.com. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease real estate? Even if you're not in greater Philadelphia, reach out with your contact information so you can be connected with the most qualified realtor in your area. RealtorAndABaby at gmail.com. Five little monkeys jumping on the bed. One fell off and bumped his head. Monkey looked at Mama and Mama said, I hate that bloody cocoa melon. Deck the halls with <laughs> boughs of holly. Fa la 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 la. That fucking cocoa melon. I better not hear that again. Welcome to episode 27 of the So I Married an Alcoholic podcast. I am Chris and I am an alcoholic. And I'm Megan and I'm an alcoholic. I stand corrected. The world famous So I Married an Alcoholic podcast. I'm Chris and I'm an alcoholic. And I'm Megan and I'm an alcoholic. I'm Chris and I'm still an alcoholic. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, boo? I'm good. How are you, honey? I am well. Thank you for asking. Coming off of a holiday weekend. The holiday weekend, the incredible Brit James episode. Very awesome. I hope people um, listened, learned something, and reached deep in their pockets for him and his organization. <laughs> because nothing says I am grateful and thankful like a donation. I know. And he's got that Amazon wish list up there. We should post it, too. Actually, you know what? I think that's a great idea. So if you are looking, it's a great way to donate. You'll know exactly where the money's going to. And... You can find it on our Facebook page. Not for nothing, but truly helping someone in need. Yeah, it's really awesome. You know, again, like we had talked about that area that his organization works in, Kensington, Pennsylvania, which is a neighborhood in the city of Philadelphia. You know, if you've watched those YouTubes or any documentaries about that area or have seen it on the news or anything like that, I mean, it is truly a war zone. It really is. And again, not to you know, downplay the the epidemic, or I don't even think that's the right way to put it, but, you know, at the end of the day, that's somebody's somebody. Mother, daughter, brother, sister, father, husband, wife, whatever. And again, like Britt said, people are still living in that community. That's their family home. There's families there, too, amidst all of that chaos. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and like he said, what was important is you live where you can afford to. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of those people do not have the means to, you know, move their family to a different area. So yeah. it's, you know, truly a rock and a hard place. It really is. So he's trying to help all the people in the community, those that live there, those that made a place there, I guess, because of their addiction and mm. really make it a more beautiful place. And, you know, by the way, if you are one of those families looking to get out of that area, I'm happy to help. It's realtorandababy at gmail.com. Shameless plug. No, shameful. Oh, definitely. Very shameful, actually. Well, but, you know. All right. Frankie's got to live somewhere, too. It's a true story. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to pay the bills somewhere. That's right. I'm just saying. So last Thursday was Thanksgiving. It was, and it was a beautiful Thanksgiving. It felt back to normal. It did feel back to normal. Uh, Thanksgiving was canceled last year. It was. I don't know if it was officially canceled, like per the government. Not that we really listen to whatever the government says, but. Especially now when it comes to taxes. That's right. I think a lot of people were still in that sort of, you know, terrified of COVID phase. Yeah, totally. And it was kind of on the upswing again. So our 
personal Thanksgiving was canceled. We had a nice little family dinner, but it wasn't the real show that we normally go to every year. That is correct. And it is a delicious meal filled with tons of family. And by show, Megan means my turkey pants. He does have turkey pants. He was very, I think that's why you were upset Thanksgiving was canceled last year because you had just gotten the turkey pants. Yeah, I was pissed. Yeah. I have pants for all occasions. He really does. <laughs> it's just fucking sick. He's a sick man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what to say about that. So we're not really sure how your family celebrates Thanksgiving, but Megan, why don't you fill them in on how Aunt Mary Beth does Thanksgiving? Oh, my God. So there was like 30 people there, I think 48 pounds of bird, and not our dog. There was. There was a, a main turkey, and then there was also an auxiliary turkey as if— the you spare. Know, the 25-pound turkey wasn't enough. Exactly. 30 people. All the sides you could want. I mean, and it's sit-down. Like, we sit and pass bowls around the table. The The table spans from one end of the house to the other. Which is massive. Like, Aunt Mary Beth married a dentist, so they live in, like, a 16,000-square-foot country estate. <laughs> it's very, very nice. Anyway, it was just a beautiful time. It was so nice being with family again. It really was. Uh, and you could see that. I, I think that you and I do, I mean, a, a decent job of being, you know, thankful and grateful, especially during the family events and things like that. But, oh, yeah. You know, definitely in our, our post-apocalyptic lives. But it was good. You, like you could just see everybody else was just happy to be together. It was joyful. That's how I keep describing these like back to real life events. Like we mm. attended weddings and it's it's joyful. It, it really is. It is. I, I think it allows people to put things in perspective, if you will. Yeah. And if you're not putting things in perspective, I think you should probably start. Yeah, it's very true. I think that's something that we all have learned from this past 18 months, almost two years now. Yeah, alcoholic, normie, whatever. Yeah, it's been a reality check for everyone. No, I agree with that, absolutely. Time to reevaluate what's important. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think that's ever a bad thing. No, so Thanksgiving was lovely. So my mom and I met um, then Friday morning for a little light Black Friday shopping. Hmm. Yeah, it was, it was not, it was a shit show. <laughs> Um, Because we live up by the outlets. Yes, we do. The Limerick outlets. So normally they had been opening at midnight, maybe even like 8 p.m. some years on Thanksgiving. But Mm. we didn't realize they weren't opening till 6 a.m. this year. Um, So normally we go at 6 a.m. And the crazies that go out at midnight are going home to go to bed. And like the regular morning shoppers aren't out yet. So there's kind of a lull from 6 to 8. Interesting. Yeah, not this year. I'm surprised you like have thought this through so thoroughly. Yeah, well, it like happened by chance, I don't know, probably 10 years ago, and then we kind of made it a thing. You know, that's one thing I've actually never done is gone Black Friday shopping. So, again, it's not my thing. Here's why. Mm. I, and especially my mother, like to consider ourselves professional shoppers. <laughs> Black Friday filled with amateurs. True story. It's like when you go to like an open bar event, you know, as an alcoholic. Like New Year's Eve. That's yes. When all the oh my go God! The night before Thanksgiving, like if you are or were a true alcoholic, those nights were a nightmare for you. Yeah, no, it was definitely long easier lines. To stay home. Yeah, people getting like Long Island iced teas, all kinds of stupid shit. 
<laughs> I have zero time for. So anyway, we went out and we got there at six and they're like, wasn't parking in the front. But, you know, I, again, pro over here. I told my mom where the best parking is. And that's around the side by the Columbia outlet. I hope you were going to say in the back because there was definitely a sexual joke in there. But yeah. that's unfortunate. Carry on. And um, so we parked and we went into the first store and it wasn't that bad. Long line to check out, but not terrible. And then it was like they opened the gates. The bus dropped off. Ugh. All the amateurs. So then for every store, there was literally a line of like 30 people to get in. I'm sorry. I do not wait in line to shop. That's why you need a concierge. It's ridiculous. So, and I, I hate to tell you people, but those deals are going to be there actually next Tuesday also. And the deals, correct me if I'm wrong, probably get better. They actually do. The closer we get to Christmas, people start getting all anxious. You know, retail starts getting anxious. They won't hit their numbers. And all of a sudden, something you paid $40 for on Black Friday is now eighteen ninety nine. So you know Megan's like returning that $40 item. I want the eighteen ninety nine deal. I keep all the receipts in an envelope. I'm, I'm sick fuck. Yeah, I don't mess around. You know how I am about finding a deal. I, I do appreciate that, actually. I do. I love the hunt. It's all about the hunt for me. Me too. So no, you don't hunt shit. You're like, oh, they said they wanted a thousand dollars, and I was like, okay, because I really want that coat, so I'll pay eleven hundred. Yeah, fucking Burberry shit, girl. <laughs> anyway, doesn't go on sale ever. It's a, I could find it for you on sale. And I tell them who I am, and then they say, who the fuck is that? Yeah, and I'm like, all right, no worries. Here's my wife's credit card. <laughs> swipe, swipe, swipe. That's right. So anyway, um. We made quick work of that. We did a loop around. We called it exercise. My mom, though, did buy a La Crosset pan that weighed no less than 47 pounds. <laughs> it was like the Thanksgiving turkey. She's like, oh, what am I going to do with the pan? Well, I guess I'm going to carry it around the outlet. So That's I did get my workout in because I carried said 40 pound pan all around the entire journey that's unfortunate yeah it's all right i felt good about it are we gonna get comped a night at jim and Valia's bed and breakfast for all of that work for my pan carrying we should we should i mean it's free every night so <laughs> i cannot deduct any more stars from their reviews anyway so that was friday and then saturday we went to get our tree now i love christmas i love it i love everything about it and I can't say, I'm going to be honest with you, Chris put the garland up our stairway tonight and I was really happy because I love Christmas. I don't, I don't have it in me to decorate much this year. Normally I've already got the lights on the tree and stuff like that, but toddler, bird dog, I know it's going to end poorly, so I'm just letting it sit bare for now. Oh yeah, trust me. No, I noticed because I spent my sweet time, you know, trimming the bottom and pegging the tree whatever that's called, putting in the bunghole. Right now, they haven't spent, the toddler or the bird dog, haven't paid much attention to the tree. It's because there's nothing shiny on it. Exactly. There's nothing to pay attention to. Exactly. So it may remain that way until Christmas Eve, honestly. That's unfortunate. I know. It's absolutely heartbreaking, but imagining the amount of decorations that are going to break and the amount of people that are going to get strangulated by Christmas lights. So basically, we spent $100 on an air freshener. Yeah, it does smell delightful, though. It's interesting. No, I know. I want to decorate it. I'm torn at this point. So, But I'm a Massachusetts guy, and if I want like an eight ninety nine Yankee candle, Megan loses her shit. Because I can get that on sale. 
sick. They're not eight ninety nine. Either way. And I'm just saying. The anthropology candle is the bomb. I did buy one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I buy one every Christmas season. When only when it's thirty percent off, though, I would never pay full price. Sickening. I know. Sickening. Anyway, so we have our beautiful bear tree. We do, and we were actually so we were at the tree farm, local tree farm down in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. Uh, they charged me a hundred dollars for said tree, so we're not going to give them a plug. Fuck them. <laughs> Trees are expensive. Anyways, we had the baby with us, who is very. Under the weather. Yeah, she has her first cold. We had Mac with us. We had the bird dog with us. I was not pro that. We were waiting for the rest of Meg's family because, of course, it's a family event. Megan Megan comes from the kind of family that, like, if you told them you were in, like, an asshole-eating contest, they would show up in droves. Totally. Whether they agreed with the asshole-eating contest or not, they'd be like, this is absolutely disgusting, but we hope you win. <laughs> when I We're here to support you. Back in the day when we took Mac to Disney, right? Everyone went. It was like, Mac's going to Disney for the first time. I guess we all better drop thousands of dollars to go watch. <laughs> I insane. swear to God. My brother, my sister, my brother's wife, my parents, everyone went to Disney to watch Mac go to Disney. <laughs> just just so they could watch the child. Yeah. I'd see his face light up. So that's how we roll. So anyway, we all went to get the tree. So we're, I'm sitting in the parking lot because Megan had taken Frankie inside because, again, Frankie not doing well in the cold. Yeah. With she's a got cold. this, bo- yeah, snotty nose. It's a sin. She's never had a cold before because she's a pandemic baby. So, like, she doesn't get out much. So I'm sitting in the parking lot finishing up my delicious smoky treat. And I hear, Chris? I snap my head over. I'm like, yeah, it's a woman's voice. Uh-oh. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Here it goes. It's time to pay the piper. Bust it. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for either somebody to approach me with a piece of paper and say that I've been served or just straight up, where's the child support? It happened to go neither of those ways. It was a woman who listens to the show. Yes. Um, I don't know how she recognized me, but I mean, I guess in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. You know what my brother said? Maybe your voice. I mean, so I like to think that I have an extremely sexy and discerning voice. But, but that's I, just the microphone? I think it's like my penis, you know, very common. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, you're Boston, though, in Philadelphia, so you stick out a little bit. I do. Yeah. And you were, t- speaking of penis, you were wearing that hat <laughs> that totally made you look like a penis. It was like a, a construction helmet liner, I think, <laughs> is what we later identified it as. <laughs> you thought it would be appropriate for... Christmas tree shopping. Why not? Yeah, of course. It looked festive. It it's did. actually going to make its way onto our card. It is, which Perfect. we're very excited yes. about. So anyways, uh, a fan of the show. You know, always happy when we're out to meet the fans and engage with the fans. And we had just unfortunately a, a brief conversation because we were coming, they were going. And I'm pissed because I missed it. You sure did. I know. You know who didn't miss it? The bird dog? Well, yes. The No, actually, I think the bird dog was locked up in the car. Because bird dog is not necessarily, like, crowd appropriate. Yeah. Which is, you know, better for... uh, That's best for all parties involved. Yeah. I mean, she went to the farm. We'll get to that part. Yes, absolutely. You know who was there, though? Mimi. Uh Uh-huh. Now, Mimi, for the past three years, has barely acknowledged my existence. (laughs) You're so full of shit. 
She will tell you straight to your face that Megan did much better marriage round one. She will say that never. Which is true, but I like to break her balls anyways. <laughs> or her ovaries. Or, uh, it's fucking 2021. Mimi's old. They're already broken. Whatever Mimi has. <laughs> that's, that's fucked up. <laughs> Love <laughs> you, Mom. That's so screwed up. <laughs> but anyways, you would have thought that I was like George Harrison. What's the other one? Ringo. You're more of a Ringo, I think. Yeah, I think I am more. Ringo was like the, the derelict of the Beatles, the most hated. I don't think he was hated. I think he was well-loved. I just think he was like, I don't know, he looked like stoned a lot and just played the drums in the back, right? Or the tambourine. Well, I mean... My dad would be so disappointed. My dad's like the biggest Beatles fan ever. I'm sober, and I have absolutely zero musical talent, so... Evidenced by your serenades. the Ringo <laughs> reference, but whatever, either way. Mimi thought that was pretty cool, though. That's awesome. It was awesome. I'm happy for you, honey. Again, anytime we run into the fans, it's always good. Speaking of the fans, I want to say thank you very much. I don't even know how many downloads we're at. It's probably over uh, 13,000 by now. I don't really know. I will tell you, though, we got like 100 new listeners from Texas. Love Texas. I know. I don't know where you came from, but... We're happy to have you. Well, I mean, technically, 50% of my mom and 50% of my dad is where I came from. Yeah, but I don't know where we got Texas on board. Oh. I know. And Ireland. Ireland made a big show this past couple of weeks. If there's one island in the entire globe that should be listening, it's probably Ireland. Yeah, it's par that's part of the reason I ended up here. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Good Irish roots. Yeah, exactly. It's Irish Catholic guilt. That's it. So anyway, we brought the bird dog, which, you know, I wasn't a fan of. Um, but it did happen. And so Frankie, poor Frankie, her and her boogers, not COVID. We had her tested prior to Thanksgiving. Is like raging because it's windy. Her boots are falling off. She's wearing mittens for the first time, which had her all kinds of fucked up. <laughs> and we go to get on the hayride because I have a little nephew. So like we got to ride the hayride. Like that's part of the whole experience, it's, right? It's truly an experience. Except the bird dog can't ride the hayride. So here I am with the squirming, screaming baby, all the family on the hayride, and there's Chris walking the bird dog behind, probably flipping us the bird, honestly. I, I, that's what I was doing. I think this is the prime example of you get what you get, and you don't throw a fit. You wanted the baby. You had the baby. You're right. You had the bird dog I wanted behind. the bird dog, and we were galloping through the fields. So we get there and we meet at the tree location. We pick a tree very quickly because it's super windy. Frankie wants to run through the tree fields down hills with stumps everywhere. Many tumbles covered in mud, which, I mean, I don't care about that. But, like, I was pretty sure she was going to knock out another tooth. <laughs> and um, <laughs> Chris is there, like, you know, now he's sawing down the tree. Now we got the bird dog and the baby. It was just, it, we couldn't have wrapped that one up any sooner. That Norman Rothwell, Rockwell moment came to an end rather quickly. Yeah, there was, it was nothing picturesque or magical. I was like, Mac, pick a tree and let's go. <laughs> Cut it down. Let's all get out of here. So anyway, it was lovely. And then we went and had a delicious breakfast. Mm -hmm. And now we have our beautiful bear tree sitting in the family room. Yep, $100 air freshener. Waiting for the things to destroy. 
Absolute bullshit. Does it bother you? It's not decorated. You are more than welcome to put the lights on. I'm not, like, I don't have the corner on light applying. No, it's really not my thing. I know it's your thing. So, it's, I actually don't like that part. Well. I like it when it's done. Yeah, but you have to get to the finished product somehow. Yeah, I guess. So, if you could get to that tomorrow while I'm at work, that'd be spectacular. No. <laughs> no. It's going to be still sitting lightless next week. Absolutely. I have zero time for that bullshit. My job from here on out is to just put water in the tree. Yeah, that's good, because you know I won't do that. Also true. I feed the children, not the other living things. I don't do plants. I don't do pets. That's fair. Although I do feed Birdie every morning. You do? Yeah. Because I'm still sleeping. I know. I guess. I don't start till nine. Must be nice. (laughs) It sure is. So now that we're in the holiday season. Yes. Let's talk about being thankful. And grateful. Yes. And what we are working on. Okay. Sounds like a plan. But first. Oh, boy. Let's thank the sponsors. Marlene Graphics. Marlene Graphics for all of your printing needs. It's marlenegraphics.com. And realtorandababy.com. Realtorandababy.com for all of your real estate needs. Now you may go. You want me to go first? I do. All right. So I am thankful for the obvious things. Hmm. But, you know, our family, our home, like we have all these beautiful, amazing things. But I think like when we talk about what we're grateful for, I think we have some unique gratefulness things. Sure. Definitely not a word. But um, I, I think what I think we should talk about is things that we're grateful for that we would have never had if we didn't go through this journey of sobriety. Mm. And... Of course, that includes our family. I don't know. I'm like lumping them in. I'm very grateful for them, but I'm grateful for them every day. It's not like an introspective, like Thanksgiving thing. Sure. Nor should it be. Yeah. Um, So I was trying to think, like, what are the greatest gifts that sobriety has given to me? Ah. Right? That's a great question. A great question. And I think I think of the greatest gifts of sobriety for me are like everyday life things. Mm-hmm. And I again, I don't mean having a roof over my head. All of those are wonderful things that I am truly grateful for. But I came up, I, I have a couple. Number one, the greatest gift sobriety has given me is never having to lie. Mm. That is a huge thing for me. I lived my life so dishonestly for so long, inauthentically, um, sneaking around um, to drink, other behaviors that went with it. I was always hiding my phone. Like it was all lies, hiding money, you know, things like that. And I never have to lie again. And that's a huge thing for me. And it's such a huge sense of relief on a daily basis right and when I first got sober it's funny we may have talked about this before I feel like I was still lying because I didn't know any other way I think that's actually a common thing you know in those first couple of months of sobriety or the the infancy of of your program right Yeah, about stupid things that didn't even matter like Mm -hmm. you didn't need to lie about that you know exactly Um, it's funny because something will come up now and I'll say to Chris, well, you told me this. And he's like, no, I didn't. And I'm like, you so did. But really, probably because you were totally bullshitting me back in the day. I mean, that's definitely possible. 
But it probably wasn't even intentional. I mean, maybe it was. No, I mean, sometimes... Not malice. If if we're going to be super honest, like, sometimes we do have to replay the Nest Cam just so I can be <laughs> like, you're absolutely out of your fucking mind. <laughs> so full of shit. But anywho. Chris has a selective memory. I do. Yeah, I think we all do. Absolutely. Totally. All right, so go ahead. Go, you Well, let's go tip for tat. Give me number one. If I had to say... One thing that I am grateful that the program has given me, the ability to live up to my fullest potential, even though some days I practice that, you know, extensively. Some days I practice that not at all. You know, but when I was out there drinking and drugging, as they say, my potential, if you will, was only concerned with where my next batch of whatever was coming from. And I'm, I'm certainly not some, you know, real estate mogul or anything like that. But, you know, e even if we had met, you know, 10 years ago or just after I had gotten sober and we had, you know, the family thing going on, without question, I would not be able to be a present father. Yeah. Or to put the needs of my family or anything else before my own. Yeah. You know, and that's, I think, one of the greatest gifts uh, that I actively practice, but also, you know, sometimes actively take for granted. Definitely. And I think I, I think with any of these things, we can, you know, their work. It's funny, you say you're grateful for them, but they weren't given to you. Does that make sense? They were earned. Yes, they were. they were definitely earned, and they were earned through some pretty dark days and some pretty enlightening days and a lot of self-realization and frankly a lot of looking myself in the mirror and telling myself you know that I was a piece of shit but I didn't have to continue to be that piece of shit right and they still require work on a daily basis they sure do I like that one that's good yeah, my answers are always better than yours. I know. I hate that. We've actually gotten emails that, like, any time that Megan answers a question, she's like Charlie Brown, the teacher. All they hear is like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> boobs, boobs, boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've actually gotten emails like that. That's because I delete them because I know you're sensitive. <laughs> you don't want to hurt my feelings. I'm not hurting your feelings. Oh, my gosh. What's next? What you got? All right. Next one. Um, sort of in line. Well, complete, complete cheesiness here. Hmm. All right. You ready? Yeah, I love cheesy. Have a vomit bag ready. Hmm. I would say the greatest gift sobriety has given me is the ability to truly love another person. That is fucking gay. It is, but it's so true, and you have to admit it's true. Not like Auntie Gay P having jailhouse sex gay. That's like horrific gay. I was, I, you know, we talk about our family. I loved my family, I, even through my addiction. I loved my son, but to really, truly get rid of those demons that cause you to put some sort of guard up mm -hmm. um, or I guess just not be authentic, you know? It really blocks that ability to love another person. And I think, too, because in addiction we're so selfish, Yes, it's impossible. Um, even though I was outwardly 
doing things for my family or for my son, even through addiction. And, you know, I did love them. I only, I, I always say people can love to the best of their ability. Mm-hmm. And my ability was low. I didn't know it at the time, but now being on the other side of it, it it's just an insane feeling. Like the unconditional love and the ability to be present um, for my kids, for my husband, you know, like I didn't think it was possible to love anyone the way that I love Chris. Like I really did not. And it wasn't just because I hadn't met Chris, because if I met Chris 10 years ago, I wouldn't love him the way I do now. Mm. You know, he could have been any number of people. I don't mean it like that. I'm just saying I'd like dozens and I would not have been able to fully love him the way that I do. So I, that is a huge gift that sobriety has given me. I agree. And also, you know, our sobriety has also given Mimi the gift to love me unconditionally because she is now related to a famous podcaster. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that'll go under. Who do you know? <laughs> I know Mimi, a famous podcaster. Mimi who loves do you know? the, the Who Do You Know game. She loves the Who Do You Know game. I'll have to tell her when we're going places sometimes. We're not, I'm not playing tonight. I'm not engaging <laughs> with you. I am not going down that rabbit hole. The second thing I think that, you know, sobriety has given me is the ability to grow on a daily basis. And again, that sort of goes in line with my first answer of, allowing myself to live up to my greatest potential because again the only thing that i was concerned with pre-sobriety was getting high staying high getting drunk being drunk but now i don't have to you know concern myself with those sort of or consume myself with those activities i can again concentrate on being a better husband a better father a better realtor you know like we were talking in the double funeral episode like the ability or the fact that I am able to be present and show up and jump in a car for six hours to go and bury somebody that, you know, we all, my family all love dearly is not necessarily something that would have happened five years ago, six years ago, whatever the case is. You better make number three, though, like vastly different because I feel like you're just altering slightly mm. and that's kind of cheating. Not really. So, I mean, dig deep. No. You got to come up big for number three. I'm throwing the glove down. Is that what they throw down for like a duel? No, I think they just fucking shoot each other. Oh, okay. I, there's a glove in something. Is that sword fighting? I'm picturing like an old English man with like a ruffly collar. I'm not good mind. at history. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So I think the, the third biggest thing in my sobriety and my new life, if you will, is the ability to give back. And almost like... You know, it's given me a new sense of purpose or what have you, but I truly deep down feel that this is something, this is probably going to sound like wicked conceited or whatever, but this, the podcast, you know, my individual AA program gives me such a great opportunity to help. And whether that's, you know, sponsoring people or, you know, having people like Britt James on and spreading the word and inspiring people to, you know, perhaps do something different with their own lives and inspire change in their own community or spread awareness or, you know, any number of those, you know, taglines related to that, right? Mm -hmm. 
Does that make sense? No, it does. I think that's an important one. And again, like I, I never in a million years would have thought that we would see the amount of success that we have seen so far. And I'll be super honest with you. I, I don't really care what the numbers say yeah. to a certain extent because I'm an alcoholic. So if we have one download, then I'm like, well, why can't we have 10 downloads right, and so sure. on and so forth? I, I mean, I'm still an alcoholic. I just don't drink. Right. But Megan says it all the time. You know, as long as we reach one person. Like, this is going to continue to, to serve its purpose. And so far, we've reached a lot of people. Yeah. And that's amazing. No, it's so true. I used to, you know, I'm in medicine or whatever, and I used to- Are you? That's yeah. interesting. I don't think anybody knew that. I used to say the greatest gift of that is every day you would get to affect someone's life positively. Yes. And- that's how I feel about this too. So like those emails, when we get those emails, like they do, they blow my mind. The fact that I actually had a real effect on someone's life, no matter how minor it is, that's huge. And again, like sometimes this is a blueprint for what to do. Uh, I think sometimes that we share our silly stories and our almost incredible, unbelievable anecdotes and some of our more intimate details of our private lives because again it, it may sound crazy to some people but there are a lot of people that think like us act like us are going through those same struggles like we do and I think that that's important to talk about that almost the whole you know you're starting to hear it a lot nowadays it's okay to not be okay Definitely. And even though we are sober and have some time under our belts, there's many days when we're not okay. And, you know, it, this gives us the opportunity to kind of talk about that too, in a sense, and make sure that even if we aren't okay, we don't pick back up. Absolutely. Again, like it's the problem is not going to go away if you ignore it, but it's not going to get any better if you you know, have 24 hours of sobriety and decide that picking up and drinking, you know, or going on a bender is the solution. Absolutely. Can I tell you something silly that the podcast has done? And it's not silly. I mean, I think it's, it's a good thing in a way. It's, it almost gives me a little self check. Absolutely. I think about this and I don't even just mean us sharing our stories and like really getting to the bottom of, how we think about things, how we act about things, how we react, because I think when we talk about it out loud in this format, we get to kind of almost see it from a third party. Mm -hmm. And I think that's constructive for both of us. Yeah, absolutely. But driving around with the So I Married an Alcoholic sticker on my car, I almost feel like is the sobriety police. That's interesting. It's like a little extra helper to get me through the day. So like if they see your little shagging wagon at the bar, like they're going to email me and be like, yo. Megan's at the bar. Totally. Like, I, I now have felt like, you know, I have to be a model citizen and a pillar of the community. And for some reason, I know that sounds silly, but even on my darkest day, I'm like, well, can't stop. I got the sticker on my car. It's interesting. <laughs> Is that terrible? No. That was a really honest moment right there. I mean, I think that's like the quintessential alcoholic behavior right there right right <laughs> exactly you know like i i think i may be able to get away with this however there's 
there's a big sign on the back of my car, so I'd better not even try it. It's like I'm wearing an ankle bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I actually, I don't know. I like things that keep me accountable. So, I mean, that works for me. That helps. We all need a little extra help some days. Yeah, and accountability goes a long way. It sure does. All right, you got anything else, honey? I don't, no. All right, you want to? You know, I wanted to make sure that we're talking about, you know, being grateful because, again, it's that time of year. And that's a huge thing, too. So it, it is that time of year, right, where everyone talks about how grateful they are. We're also getting to the end of the year. So I think you kind of do a little year in review. Think about what was good, what was bad, what you can do better. Um, but a huge part of the program we work is gratitude. Yes, absolutely. And that is something you really should be doing. We should be doing as alcoholics in recovery every morning, every night. You know, I think that's one of the big fundamentals that they teach you even in rehab. Mm -hmm. Every night, write a gratitude list. And I think sometimes we can all let that go by the wayside and take things for granted. So, yeah. You know, this time of year, especially, I think it's a good, like, kick in the ass to, you know, maybe start it back up. My mom, you want to hear actually a great story? Not really, but go ahead. So my mom does a thank thank you box, she called it, when we were growing up. Mm. And she would put it out on the first day of November. And with little pieces of, like, ripped up scrap paper, because my mom is dirt cheap. (laughs) (laughs) The other day we were at the house and we were looking for paper. She pulled out a piece of construction paper from 1992. Legit. It started orange. Now it's kind of like a burnt crimson. It had faded, probably some water damage along the road. But it served its purpose. Anyway. And she's not shy about it. She'll tell you straight up this is the exact reason why they have the bed and breakfast. Absolutely. Because she saves plastic bags. But that's a whole other story. And I am actually, I'm going to add a fourth. I am grateful for Mimi's frugalness. Oh, me too. We could all use to live a little more like that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so she had, you know, the art projects that we would bring home from school torn up and use as scrap paper. Maybe that's why I ended up in rehab. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm the thrower of all children's art projects. I know that's awful. I save like one or two and then like in the trash. I don't need all that shit. Nope. But anyway, um, every day you had to put something in the box. And then on Thanksgiving morning, we would sit around and read them. And you would just pick out of the box. So you would read someone else's. And sometimes, I mean, it was my brother and sister and my dad. So, like, I knew everyone's handwriting. But one year, we get to one, and someone picks it up, and it's like, I'm grateful for generous people like you. And we're like, who wrote that? That's a little strange. And then the next one was like, I'm grateful for people that entrust me working at their home. So we realized it was the cleaning woman. So she saw it, and when she would come every week, she would put one in there too. You uppity bitch. Yeah, it totally was. But anyway, it was just a really touching thing. Like, obviously, it meant something to her too. But you should have seen us all, like, looking at each other like, who's writing those? Megan's grateful that people get to clean up after her. I'm grateful for all of you listeners. (laughs) No, I'm not saying that. I mean, we were. She was a lovely woman. Say goodnight, Megan. Good night. I'm Megan, and I'm an alcoholic. I'm Chris. I'm an alcoholic. Please cut off your pet's privates, and if you're struggling in any way, put your hand up, reach out, 
ask for help. So I Married an Alcoholic is sponsored by RealtorAndABaby.com. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease real estate? Even if you're not in greater Philadelphia, reach out with your contact information so you can be connected with the most qualified realtor in your area. RealtorAndABaby at gmail.com.